Hey, and welcome back again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I am the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we're continuing in John 13, and we've just seen Jesus give this incredible command, this new command, which is really a reiteration of the, the great command, which is to love one another. And Jesus says that the defining characteristic of his disciple is to love other disciples, love those within the church family. Now, he continues, but, uh, but he's going to continue with, a, with an interruption from Peter. Peter is going to ask him a question. And that's where we are today. John chapter 13, verses 36 through 38. Now, Simon Peter said to him, he spoke up and he says, Lord, where are you going? Remember, Jesus said just a few verses previously, he says, where I'm going, you cannot go. He says, remember, I said this to the Jews also. They thought I was crazy. They thought I was going to kill myself. That's not what's going on here. But he says, where I am going, you cannot go. And so Peter, he says, where are you going? And Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow me afterward. There's, there's so much baked into this, right? So you cannot die with me right now. I, I am dying for the sins of the world. I am the sacrificial substitute for the sin of humanity. Peter, you can't do that. But there, there will come a day where you will, you will be martyred. There, there will come a day where you, where you will die. But then the text continues. Verse 37. Look at, this, look at this eagerness of Peter. He says, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. I'm going to lay down my life for you. Now, Lord bless Peter. I love Peter. I love his eagerness. I love his zeal. But part of what I love so much is that his eagerness and zeal, I feel like it matches mine sometimes. But his follow through, I think it matches mine sometimes. I, I think... We all struggle from time to time with having these great intentions of how we will serve the Lord and follow the Lord. I will lay down my life for you. I will die for you. But then there comes moments where we will uh, we'll not even lay down our preferences. There, then there comes moments where we won't even be uh, selfless to a brother or sister in Christ. Then there comes moments where we will be uh, self-focused and worried about self-preservation. Verse 38, Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. Wow. Peter says, I am all in. And Jesus says, No. You're going to deny even knowing me three times before the rooster even crows. I think this just reminds us of our, our frailty and the weakness of our own will. Now, this is Peter. And this is you and I sometimes. But, but remember, this is Peter before the Spirit of God comes and dwells inside of him. You know, this reminds me of my own weakness, my own fleshly desires, the, the times where I am given towards selfishness. But what stands different between Peter in this moment and Peter after Pentecost is the Spirit of God. And what stands as different between Peter in this moment and you, if you have trusted in Jesus and his death and resurrection, is the Spirit of God now dwells in you. The scripture speaks to this so clearly. 
uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 says, The moment that you have heard the word of your salvation and believe that you were sealed with the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God now seals you, the Spirit of God now dwells in you, the Spirit of God now empowers you. Listen, this is the great difference. I love Peter and his zeal. I, I, I resonate with his failure. But then more than that, I am reminded I am reminded that that same zeal that exists in Peter actually now is empowered in the believer because of Christ. Now this, this moment where Peter and Christ, they're talking, we see that Jesus is, is prophesying something. This is all built into Jesus being abandoned, being alone, being crucified, alone for the sins of humanity. This is all about Christ and what he is going to experience alone. And yet... And yet we, we resonate with Peter. And yet we are reminded of what Jesus has accomplished through his, through his work on the cross. And we are reminded that we now live on the other side of that, not as a Peter who is full of zeal, but lacks any kind of follow through. Instead, we are now those in Christ who have the spirit in us. This means that that like Peter, we can say, I will lay down my life for you. And like Peter, in future time, like Peter, as Jesus says, that this one day he will follow him into death. We can do that very thing. We can follow Christ in life and death. We can follow Christ in sacrificing our privileges and our preferences and our desires. And we can follow Christ in sacrificing even to the point of the death. Remember the context of John 13? Jesus serves his disciples. He washes their feet. Jesus calls them to love each other as he has loved them. And now here we see Jesus is going to lay down his life for them. They're going to scatter. They're going to flee. Peter himself will deny Christ three times. And yet, we remember that we live on the other side of the cross and the resurrection and that we can now be those who follow Christ with passion, with zeal, and with the power of God's Spirit. Let me remind you of that today. If you have trusted in Jesus, if you are a believer who has been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, this is you now. You are one who can say, I will lay down my life. I will live for Christ. The Apostle Paul says it like this. It says, hey, brothers, in light of the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. This is what Peter wanted to do, but he didn't have the spirit, so he wasn't quite ready. This is what you and I can do. We can live our lives as a living sacrifice. So what are the ways that you're living in selfishness? What are the ways that you are not loving those in Christ? What are the ways that you are refusing to walk away from the things that God has told you that you should not be living for? See, the ancient way for our modern day is in light of the work of Christ, it is to answer the call to lay down our lives as a living sacrifice. I hope you, uh, as this comes to a conclusion, I hope that you take some time to, to ponder this, to pray about this, and then to live in light of who Christ is and what he has done for you.